here if you need for another week. Mr. Netball himself, Clint Stanaway, is joining me. How are you, Clint? I'm going okay, B. How about you? Have you thought out? I have thought out after the sleep. It was bloody cold. I can imagine it would be. I think like normal ice baths that you do for recovery as an athlete, I think around 7 to 10 degrees mm. maybe, I think. And this was minus 12. I've got to commend you on your outfit as well. Oh, I thought it was excellent. <laughs> Little mermaid. Inspired by. Give us the backstory. Well, do you know what? I went into a costume shop and I liked it. So that was number one. But two, I just thought that it's so not me because I'm usually <laughs> aggressive. And, <laughs> and when I was on the court, I was very rough and no one would ever think that I was, you know, just like a nice, graceful mermaid. So I just thought I'd do the total opposite to what my character is. Ice queen. Ice queen. I was going to, Elsa from Frozen, everyone was suggesting that, but mm. I think Sam Armitage had done that. Oh, okay. Previously. Anyway, enough about me. We've got to talk about the netball. We do. We've got to talk about the Vixens and we've got the Queen herself. I'm going to give her that title. (laughs) (laughs) Renee Ingalls, welcome to the potty. Oh, guys, it's good to be here. I've waited seven (laughs) weeks for this. Don't be offended that it's taken seven weeks don't be, you yeah, Don't be offended. Don't be afraid. Speak your mind. Well, today. get this. I actually was supposed to be on a couple of weeks ago and got bumped. What? I said, that's fine. I'll change. That's fine. I can be flexible. And then I was really eager to see who was on the podcast that week. Oh, no. And it was coach. So, <laughs> so that's okay. I said, all right. That's all right. I'll go a little bit later. Court time, so you've got to let yeah. it have a wait. However, Clint, speaking of outfits, we've all been putting bets on of what you would wear for oh, me I'm today, in, given I'm in, you're uh, a bit casual smart, smart last business. week. Yeah, so I'm the... glad you're smart casual for me. Did you hear that he'd been shooting some fitness videos? I have heard about this. We're all actually eager to see these videos. Are they going to go on socials? When do we I'm get to see them? I'm not sure you're going to ever see them. Ever. Must have gone well then. <laughs> back to business attire. Uh, hey, let's talk netball if we yes. can. Take us back to yesterday. Uh, quite clearly not the result the Vixens family were after. What happened, Renee? What happened? Um, look, we've just done our whole review and recovery process now this morning and it's pretty obvious when you look at the scoreline that the first quarter really hurt us. We went down in the first quarter by seven and lost the game by three. So It's sort of the same story that we've been saying for a couple of weeks now. Win and loss, our first quarters haven't been um, our our greatest. And great, we can fight back. Um, We know that now, but we've really got to look at the start of the games because it's starting to hurt us. And all credit to Collingwood because they played really well yesterday and played really well for 60 minutes. Now, this was your first opportunity to play against Collingwood in Melbourne as Mm. a Vixen. It was a sold-out crowd. It was so awesome to see so many Vixens fans there. What's it like? What's the atmosphere like when you take them on? Yeah, it's different. You can feel in the Vixens camp that it's a different week when you take on Collingwood. There's just that little bit of actually, you know, the Melbourne Derby. It's exciting. Um, And during the week, we'd found out that the tickets had sold out, which was really exciting and great for netball and Mm. great for netball in Melbourne and Victoria. So it was a pretty normal week. We had a bit of a longer break, um, given that it was a Monday game. But yeah, we were really raring, excited um, and ready to go yesterday for the game. And yeah, it's obviously really disappointing um, to come out with only two points. Mm. Um, We went in to get the eight points, but we have to be realistic. We're sitting third on the ladder. Um, We've got two really important games before the World Cup break. So now we move on and we learn from it and try and fix that first quarter this week. How annoying is Collingwood? Seriously. (laughs) On the netball front, on the footy front as well, I'm a Melbourne supporter. I didn't have the the best day yesterday. I had a double whammy. (laughs) Do you know what? Neil Danaher actually, before we did the slide, he wanted, he's like, where's your phone? Get the netball scores out. He was really keen to see. I know, isn't that cool? And he just wanted to know and he was really loving that all the netball community got behind Fight MND. 
I want to talk to you about player of the match. What's it feel like getting player of the match in a game like that? Because you did have yeah. a great game yourself, but it's a, it must be a bit of a hollow feeling. It is, and it's a little bit bittersweet. And to be honest, in the Vixens group, we don't really celebrate MVP when you win. So you're definitely not going to celebrate <laughs> yeah. when you hey lose. Hey, guys, hey, guys, I do really well. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, it's not one of those things we ever look at. And um, going into review today, I obviously still have more to work on. We, we lost the match, and um, we're going to look first at what we can fix up. So, yeah, it's a nice little pat on the back, but really I don't care about MVP. <laughs> Maybe it's a doing it for the wing defences. <laughs> yeah, that's right. We finally get recognised. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, I can't remember what I was going to say. I just oh. went blank, completely oh. blank. That's not like that's me. No, it's not. <laughs> uh, can you? Oh, I'll take you over. Okay. I've actually gone blank. Hey, Clint, I'm here if you need. Lucky it's Thank a you team here, yeah. Teammate. <laughs> I do remember. You go first, though. <laughs> I want to talk to you about your family because mm. I know you know there's a lot spoken about how you manage life as a mum and also as an elite player. Yep. But give us some a bit insight. Like game day, does Joe look after the kids for you as you get ready? Because we know I know you're very uh, your your preparation is key for you, and I know you was was key. not anymore. No, Bianca, oh, you're yes, so proud what I need of to me. Hear. Yes, me. the athlete that I was before kids and the athlete that I am now after kids and coming back to netball are two very different people. And if I could get the older, like go back to a younger self, I'd grab myself around the neck and shake her and say, relax, (laughs) those little things don't matter. Um, No, I did. I used to be so, um, I guess you say a perfectionist in terms of my preparation and and what did I wanted to get right. And I was always there early and strapping the left foot before the right. Well, Bianca, if I'm there, all my uniforms on and my hair, I've got a hair tie to put my hair up. I'm good to go and I'm good to play. That's all gone. There is no pregame anything. And with kids, you've got to be flexible. And I really like that now. It's actually so much nicer going into a game that way. It just surprises me. I know. It just adds that little bit of X factor about your day. You don't really know how it's going to start, how it's going to end. If you're going to get sleep. That's exactly right. And like last night, three hours sleep total, I think. And that wasn't in a row. But you you look good for three hours. I've done worse than three (laughs) hours over a night. But it's just, I don't know. I've just learned to roll with the punches. And it's actually a really nice space to be in. And um, Joe is that way as well and always has been before and after kids. So it's just nice to be that way. And I've enjoyed netball so much more this year because of that. Yes. Worry about the big things, prioritise and, and get those right and everything else just happens around it, it. Do the kids sort of know and appreciate yeah. what mum and dad do? Um, do they, I, Miller definitely yeah. does. She'll be like, netball, netball, mm. work. Yeah. Like, yep, going to netball, going to work, coming home, um, definitely. And it was actually, Joe and I had to do a sneak out of the house yesterday because when we're leaving, they can get a little bit upset. So mm. we sort of set them up, distractions and kind of snuck out. But that hasn't usually happened. So I normally leave for the game Um Joe stays with the kids, all good if one of us leaving. However, given that it was a 12 o'clock game yesterday and Joe wanted to come, we both actually had to sneak out and leave the kids there um, together. And distractions worked really Not well. We left them. By the way, I'm sure no, our nanny landed on Thursday, so we're all good. Um, so she had them and she actually said she put the netball on, and Miller was like, oh, netball work. Oh, and good. then Joe came up on the screen and she went, huh? Oh. Like, Dad is at the netball? <laughs> Yeah, right. Yeah. Do they get around, throw the balls around? Like, yeah, can you see that yeah. they've got potentially the talent to be sports people? We hope they do. But no, definitely. There's always a ball in their hands and running around there. Definitely. They love the physical side of things. So they're always running around the house. And I think 
Clint can um, verify that because when he yeah. came to our house. done a story? Done a story there, Oh, yeah. I felt so bad that day, Bianca. It was just a bad day. And Clint no, saw the Ingalls fine. clan in full flight. Oh, really? And tried to do, <laughs> yeah, they came in, I just was apologising straight away for the state of the house. <laughs> and then we're outside trying to do an interview and both kids are bashing on the windows, <laughs> screaming for mum. I'm sorry, Clint. Cleaner than my house and less manic than my house. Oh, so really? There you go. And I've only got a puppy, that's all. <laughs> uh, I was going to ask you before, before I had my brain fade, about if I can just go back to MND just very quickly yeah. and Neil Danaher. I know you had Beck come down and speak to the yeah. girls. And you, the ladies, it seems, have really embraced the MND yeah. um, you know, foundation and what they're doing. Yeah, absolutely. And um, hearing about the story, hearing from Neil, any time a video pops up and hearing him speak, he's one of the most inspiring people I think we've ever come across. And I remember you saying that last week, B. It's just... It's an incredible story, but not necessarily his story, but what he's doing for the people in Australia that are suffering with MND. And he's not only raising an awareness, he's changing the game in terms of the fight that they're putting forward. And it's just incredible. And we heard from Beck at training last week, and I think we're all welling up with tears in our eyes because she's so inspiring in herself too. And what that family are doing, the way they're approaching it is a wonderful way just to approach life in general, I think. So it's pretty special. And off the court, you and Joe are doing some great things um, for your the foundation that you're involved in as a, as a patron and a supporter. Yeah, and I think it's kind of the same as um, what Neil and his family are doing. We feel lucky enough to have the platform that we can chat about it um, and that we can raise awareness and say we're human and we're dealing with this too and there are good days and there are bad days, but... We put on a front and you put on a smile and you get on with it, I guess. And yeah, we're really lucky that 4ASD Kids um, is there and that we're able to be directors of that and and enjoy that space as well. And it's honestly one of our ways of coping sometimes Mm. is giving back and helping others and hearing stories and, and being able to do that something in that space. Mm-hmm. So most most of the Vixens fans would know, but your son Jacob has autism. Yes. And so has it been about six months now? Yeah. Yep. Right about six months. And like, how have you both coped, you and Joe? I mean, it must be helpful having each other there to support each other, but yeah. just give us a bit of an insight into how you've coped over the last six months. Initially, that first month probably was really, really tough on us um, just because The whole process of finding out that Jacob had autism was a long process and a drawn out one. So we weren't shocked when we got the diagnosis, Mm. but we were shocked when Mm. we got the diagnosis and it it all kind of hit us at once. And it was just information overload. And you know what I'm like with my information, B, so I need to know, all right, well, here's a problem. How do we fix it? Um, And there's no one answer for that. Autism looks so many different ways for so many different people on the spectrum. Um, and we didn't know what that meant for our family. Um, and that first month was finding out all that we could do for Jacob and what was going to be best for him. How could we give back in this space? Is this something that we want to share publicly? Is this something that we want to keep to us as a family? And I just felt like throughout the whole process, one question led to another question, to another question. And I just had a million questions mm. and I wanted them all answered. And there's not necessarily a black and white answer for all of these things. So it's been a real learning process for us. Um, I wouldn't have Jacob any other way. Yeah. Like, And so many people have said, oh, how has this changed your life? And well, it hasn't in an aspect of anything with Jacob because Jacob's always been Jacob. He's always had autism. We just know about it now. Yeah. And I guess it changes our day-to-day life because there's a lot of therapy that he needs to have in his week and in our home and managing that can be tough given our careers. Yeah. Um, but it hasn't 
changed who we are. I think now probably, and even reflective in my netball career and the netball that I'm able to play now, I appreciate the small things. Mm. And even the small things with our daughter, Miller, we might not sit there and celebrate that she's making a different sound, but maybe we should because yeah. that's the stuff we're doing with Jacob as well. So I think it's just, it takes you down a level and we don't take anything for granted. Not that we did before, mm. but it just, we're celebrating all the small things and that's around netball, around life and our careers. And of course, with our kids and the small milestones that they're so setting. You mentioned your, your preparation around netball before. Do you think it's changed you as a netballer? On, you know, on court being a parent and... Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And I don't want to say, I mean this in the right way. I just have so much more perspective now. And Bianca knows what I was like. I just, all the I's had to be dotted and all the T's had to be crossed and everything in my preparation had to be right. And I had to work the hardest and um, the fastest and the quickest and all of those things in my preparation. But I just have so much more perspective now given that one, I'm a mum, but two, that I'm a mum of a child with special needs. But that's not to say that other people don't have perspective because they don't have kids. That's not what I mean at all. However, for me, who was quite particular and a perfectionist, it's just all of that's gone out the window now. And it's, you know, if my kids are so safe and happy and healthy at home and I get to go out and play the sport that I love, then life's pretty good. Yeah, absolutely. I love and that. Isn't it cool? And it's yeah. also great that you and Joe can both play elite sport at the same time. And it's only going to be for a very short window, yes. I imagine, that you're, <laughs> yes. able, you're able to do this. But to be able to sit back and actually enjoy it when you do have to work hard, you still have to be an athlete, you still have to make sure you're prepared. Yeah. Um, What's it like when you're watching the netball games and Joe sometimes get more, more camera time than you? <laughs> How does that make you feel? Because sometimes when we flash to the crowd and there's yeah. Joe every time. Yeah. I'd be like, come <laughs> on, guys. <laughs> no, like, honestly, and I don't want to build up Joe's ties too much because I won't uh. hear the end of it. However, I honestly don't think he gets enough credit in terms of allowing me to do what I do. Mm -hmm. And that's the biggest question that I get all the time as a mum and a netballer and, and as a mum of a child on the spectrum, how do you do it? And I can only do this because I have Joe's huge support for me to play netball, his support on the sidelines, his support when I'm at training and looking after the kids and all of those things. So he deserves a big pat on the back for that. So if he's going to get some camera time uh, for it, we'll give it to him for now. <laughs> which, which brings us to a fan question, actually. This one's Ooh. from Ash Craven off okay. our social media. Hi, Ash. Um, she asked, before the opportunity came up to return to the Vixens last year, were you actually thinking about making a comeback? Absolutely not. <laughs> no, that was so far from my mind. I'd actually, I ran a half marathon in Salt Lake City in April, which is the worst netball training you could ever do because um, <laughs> yes. it's long and slow. Slow running. <laughs> and then literally, I think it was three weeks after that, we landed in Melbourne. Um, I'd planned to play State League um, and was really excited about that and went to the State League game on the Wednesday night, ran into some of the Vixens girls. Hi, how you going? Been watching your games. It's so great. Played that night, walked home, went, this is great. Didn't have to do any recovery. Didn't have to do anything. Went home, normal day, woke up the next morning and had a call from the Vixens, just given the circumstances. It was really good timing. Um, and we sat there for probably three minutes, Joe and I, and discussed 
what we should do here. And I said, this is Melbourne Vixens. I've got to give this a crack. I'll, I think I'll be kicking myself if I don't. So there was no intention to play netball at um, an elite level again. And then here I am 18 months later. <laughs> we love it too. <laughs> we going. do. We do love it that you're back. Another fan question that I had for you on Twitter was around making yourself available for the Diamonds. And was it because of your family that you decided to not put your hand up for selection? Um, it probably wasn't something that I really thought about, to be honest. Yeah, I made myself unavailable. One, because Joe's got world championships this year as well. That would have meant that had I made myself available for selection and had I been successful, which of course was definitely not guaranteed, um, it just gave us another whole logistical nightmare. Um, and I think through this whole process, I've said to myself, if Joe's in one spot, I'm in another and the kids are in another, that's just not okay. Yeah. Um, and Joe's got a lot of preparation to do, so I want him to, um, you know, they, they can medal this year. Um, I guess when I came back to play netball for the Vixens, it wasn't a goal of mine to get back into the Australian Diamonds. I um, feel like I have been in that space. When Lisa dangled it last year and I was able to make the squad and do I do this, do I don't I, it was too tempting not to say mm, yes. Yeah. And then maybe the logistical nightmare of what this means for us as a family um, and for the Diamonds and for the Vixens and all of that maybe hit um, a little bit more realistically. But yeah, this year in July, Jacob's in full-time therapy. Joe's got his training coming in and out of the country um, and the state. And it was just, when I need to be in a family and I need to be home with my kids and just appreciate that I'm getting to play for the Vixens, let yeah. alone um, adding another, I guess, decision to it all. And, mm. and not knowing, I wouldn't have known whether I was in or not either. So I wanted to make that decision before there was even a decision right. to be made. And family aside too, both of us know that when you're doing when you're in the Diamonds and when you're in the Vixens, like it is so consuming. It really you is. You have to be and so it's a selfish huge to make it work. Yep. And it's so nice playing without the pressure yes, of that. Yes, I know, it's isn't just, it? <laughs> yeah, and you don't even realise when you're playing with the pressure of it that it's there. Yeah. Whereas now that it's not, it, I'd feel so much freer not even having that to think about or worry about. <laughs> I want to ask you what life is like over in the States. Oh, I was going to ask exactly <laughs> yeah. the same I thing. knew you'd ask me I this. really like, want to. Are they, are they different lives, like your American life to your Australian life? Yeah, a little bit, a little bit different. I, I really wish I could say I've got a Kardashian lifestyle <laughs> and I look good all the time and I get I my hair and makeup it. done. Renee and I have always <laughs> spoken about that my dream for her is that she's sitting courtside <laughs> with the Kardashians at okay. the We NBA. thought we'd get close with Chloe. Yeah, and then Kendall Nearly Jenner got in the same stadium. Ben yes. Simmons, but apparently that's over, over. so now they can't Off sit ski. at the World Cup together. No. <laughs> Disappointing, but it is so far from that lifestyle. <laughs> it is unbelievable. <laughs> and it's so lonely. Like being a wag is just not, and like it's probably different scale in Utah compared to some of these big teams that the Kardashian <laughs> yeah. boys um, play on. Um However, it's pretty lonely. We very rarely see Joe and when we do, he's exhausted and usually having a nap or heading out to the next training session or the next game or the next road trip. So it's definitely not the cushy wag life that everyone thinks it is. It's freezing. Cold and weird. That's her home, Clint. This year I'm gonna learn to ski. So that's on my bucket list. I figure when the kids are three, they're allowed to go into ski lessons. So it'll be three year olds and me. Because it's always been in my contracts and stuff that you can't do it. Extreme sports. So that's my goal this year. We have spent a lot of time together. You know each other well, inside out. Renee. 
Tell us about our co-host. Our any, co-host. Any dirt you can dish? You know what? It's spent. I've spent seven weeks of which dirt can I say <laughs> oh, and which yes. dirt can't I? <laughs> purely because I've got a lot on her, but she's got just as much on me. Oh, so sorry. I have to be Safety careful in this space. Yeah. It's probably more the other way around. This is, this she's probably got, got more got than me. Cape Maloney too, yeah. isn't it? However, however, I, I'm not going to say that I have dirt. However, I'm going to back up Kate Maloney and say that... Bianca is always the instigator of the trouble. And I'm not going to talk about the pizza incident when I was 17, 18 years old, Bianca. Do we want to know about the pizza incident? Well, I have four years of beef that I want to bring up and get it on the table now. Okay, what did I make you do? Four years ago, Bianca. (laughs) And this is where I can say. Were we in the team or was I not playing anymore? No, well, here we go. I want to see if you can work this out. But you owe me $100 from four years ago. And this is what I want to put out on the table and see if I can get my $100 back. Okay. Okay. What happened? Four years ago, she was the instigator. (laughs) I got married almost four years ago, right? And best day of my life. See, she knows what it is already. Best day of my life. um, Get all my photos back, doing all this. Get this weird phone call three days after the wedding. And it's, Hello. Uh, you owe me a hundred dollar. Well, actually, it was two hundred dollar cleaning fees <laughs> on the bus because we, oh, at our wedding, boy. bust everyone in and bust everyone out um, of our <laughs> wedding. And there were three separate buses. One bus, my cousin had a little too much. Yeah. Um, that was that cleaning fee. However, there's another bus, and he said there was an incident with sparklers. <laughs> and I immediately, in my mind, I went, an incident with. The netballers have to be involved here. This has to be the netballers. Now, caught red-handed with sparklers smoking down the bus was our assistant coach, Joe Curran. Um, So you could technically say Joe Curran owes me $100. However, I know that Joe Curran wouldn't have been the instigator in this instance and that the cleaning fee probably comes straight back to B-chats who would have been egging her on, do it, do it, do it, just do it. Well, yes, now... Right of reply. So the photographer, the photographer that they had, gave us all sparklers and was and we're like, we need to get a great photo of Joe and Renee walking out of the wedding, yeah. like getting you know. So we're all standing out the front. Anyway, we we're in that. Where were we in Adelaide Hills somewhere? Yeah, up in the hills. Uh, and we were. It was freezing cold by this it time. Was. So the photographer's like, everyone stand out here. They're still inside, taking forever. So we're like, stuff this. We're getting on the bus. So we all jump on the bus and we thought. This would be cool. Let's just light them while we're all on the bus and <laughs> let's get some cool snaps for the gram. Um, Joe Curran, yes, was there. She was one of the charges. But I tell you what, I know I instigate a lot of things. But oh, you're denying. I'm going to handball it over to somebody else. Oh. A mate of yours, potentially. Oh. Yes. Mr. Emily Beaton. Mr. <laughs> Tom Wilson. He, 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 Tom Wilson. He, owes me $100. He, Tom Wilson. I'm handballing it to him. He got the lighter. I don't know where he got it from, but he's lighting everyone's sparklers. And I tell you what, we've never been more like school kids when you're getting in trouble because the bus driver just stormed down the bus. Mm-hmm. Get like... Furious because we didn't realise, but the smoke just took over the whole bus, and so no one can breathe. We're all having to get off. It was quite dramatic by the sounds. I had people going, "I thought I was going to die. I thought the bus was on fire." Erin Bell, she was part of it too. I'll dob her. I was going to say, E Bell would have been up there. I'm actually surprised it was the sparklers and not 
akin to the cousin in the other bus. <laughs> well, there, <laughs> there was a few of those. <laughs> there, was, <laughs> there, was, there, was, there was a few, few cleaning fees, but it meant that the that. wedding was good fun. Yeah, so that it was, was okay. one of the fun things. Can you story. imagine the wedding? All of the Australian diamonds, all of the Australian boomers. It was just ridiculous. <laughs> Isn't fun. that what life at the AIS is like? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know. I never went, but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> now, let's talk about the actual Vixens team. Yes. Who's the funniest teammate you've got? I'm going to go with what everyone else has said, KD. Really? She absolutely is. And she is because she's so raw mm-hmm. and she just says what she's thinking and um, she doesn't find herself funny, but we find her funny for that reason. She's just a cool character, isn't she? She's so relaxed. She's such a good so, human. Yeah, yeah. Good, she great really heart. is. You now, can tell. How are you keeping Lara Dunkley just, you know, her head down a little bit? Because she's got a lot of media lately well, about being she? the sporting family of Melbourne. Does she's that got- annoy you and Joe a little bit? <laughs> Good question. I hadn't thought about that. <laughs> However, she's got quite a few fines yeah. lately oh, in the fine she? system, so she owes quite a lot. So. so she is getting her punishment. But um, <laughs> aren't they just a pretty cute family? I know. Though? They are. And they just want to nice. hug all three of them. Yes. I know. And nice is exactly that. Yeah. They are all nice. Yeah. <laughs> and, it, you know. How, how dare they be so nice? Yeah, no, they so nice. they're so good something. at what they do. Oh, exactly. <laughs> um, so the next the next week, um, how does it look for you and the ladies? Obviously, it's actually a really short week this yeah. week. So we'll be back in the gym tomorrow um, on court on Thursday, and then we head on Saturday back yeah. over to Brisbane to take them on again. And round one was the last time we met the Firebirds, so they're a very different mm. um, team now. And and given that we've got a bit of extra fire in the belly this week, we're all ready to get well, on court the, now. I wish we could play question. right now. <laughs> How much, I mean, just getting back onto the winner's list is mm. ammunition enough, but does that, that loss to the Magpies going to sit in the, uh, in the bellies a little yeah, bit? Yeah, that hurts. And any loss does, um, in particular this week um, against the Magpies, but we've got a really important two mm. weeks coming up. So, yep, it's about the Firebirds now. We move on from the Magpies, look forward, and got to get on the winner's board again, and we're going for eight points. For training this week, is it very much player-led in that what you guys feel like you need to be able to change around those first quarters, or is Simone very much like this is what we have to do? Um, it's a combination of both. Um, and I think we said that straight after the game yesterday, we went into the change rooms and we started a review straight away of what this looked like. And we can't train too much harder mm. than we're already training. Um, so we've got to be smart about the preparation and probably the mental side of things going yeah. into a game. I think we can't go into a game going, we're not good at first quarters because that's not going to help us in the first quarter. So we'll look at that. Um, we'll keep training harder. It's going to be training smarter yes. this week, given that we've only got the one proper court session before we take on the Firebirds. But if anyone who knows the Vixens knows that we like to bounce back pretty well. So I think it's going to be a pretty good training week. And does Joyce Brown, the great mm. legend of our game, does she still come down to training? She does. And, and after a loss, when she walks oh. in, no, we no. go, we'll sit a bit straighter and go, uh-oh, what's Joyce got for us? But yes, she's still on the sidelines at Wednesday night trainings and it's so good. Some of the, love it. like motivational talks are yep. famous, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. yep. And she, she just knows how to be super honest, mm. but then how to... Back off at the right times uh, too and how to absolutely give you a rocket if you need it. And it's funny because she used to come to training all the time. But then when you're at a game, the voice is so distinctive. So I could just hear her scream at me like, move your feet, Bianca. And I'd be like, well, okay, (laughs) I will do that. Yeah. And that's still the way. Like, you know that one voice (laughs) that you hear. It just stands out in the crowd. Oh, it's great stuff. (laughs) Um, Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me uh, here. It's been an absolute pleasure. Any more dirt, Bianca? You got dirt on... (laughs) No, no, no not, nothing none. at all. No, I'm just going to leave her scared. right alone now. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, is the fake tan as much of a focus now as what it used to be? Oh, God.
God, no. I spend the whole week white and then game day. <laughs> game day, you'll The tan's up. on point. Yeah. yeah just, Have you convinced Ina Marie yet? Not, she was very against it when we spoke to her on the podcast. We've all the got tan. an intro about that. We're like, we do not smell in the huddle. <laughs> we do not smell like fake tan, but maybe we're all just so into it that we do and she thinks we don't. But a few people have gotten into Inner saying, I don't fake tan either. <laughs> However, they do. They okay. Do. We'll get Inner by the end of the year. <laughs> don't ever believe what people say about fake tan. Fair I enough. I wouldn't clean. know. Oh. Um, <laughs> next week, Caitlin Swaites on the podcast. Swaites, she'll be on. We, I'm sure we're going to have lots of dirt on her. We've played yeah, with we'll her find yeah, for yeah. a long time, but it's good to have her back Absolutely. in Vixen's Colours. Please Thanks for joining us, Renee. Thanks, guys. Here Let's if you need. back on the winner's list. <laughs> yeah. You've got it. Great here stuff. if you need. <laughs>